Catfish Corner. I'm Paul Scrivina, the Predators beat writer for the Tennessee, and joined as usual by Gentry Estes, Tennessee columnist, and uh, got a lot, had a lot of Titans on his brain the last uh, last few weeks. But now that that's over with, we're uh, diving, <laughs> I guess, all the way into. Uh, I think you just got done recording a Predators podcast too, didn't you, Gentry? Uh, yeah, Titans. Yeah, I, um, it was. Yeah, the uh, schedule's cleared up. Quite a bit though this week. It's uh, yeah. well, it, it would have been it, fun. It didn't if it wasn't. end well on that from that standpoint. It would have been it would have been fun if it wasn't, and and also a lot of work, which is you know which is okay. Um, I was actually supposed to jump in on on Titans coverage if had they won, um, but uh, that was anyway that was quite an ending. But uh, we're going to talk Predators today, and actually I think we, me and Gentry and I were joking before we started. We always talk about you know topics we're kicking around and i think it's about time for a roman yossi appreciation podcast gentry what do you think i'd say once a year it's probably good to to do that because it applies at all times i mean when when you know that's that's it's um but i would say every game you watch there's usually a moment where you're like man roman yossi's good so why not why not just just discuss that and um yeah, get, and get it out of the way i feel like yeah. I feel like we don't talk about him enough or write about him enough. I think it's because you, you just, he's just such a steady pres. Like he, he's, he's so good. And the standard is so high that like, it's, you don't notice him when he's not doing awesome. You know what I mean? When he's doing awesome things, it's hard to notice because you just expect those things all the time out of him. Um, I guess I want to start off by saying I, it, it, interesting to me, and I don't put a lot of stock in these things. You know, you take it for what it's worth, but, how in the hell is Roman Yossi not an all-star? That's a joke. I mean, the guy really might have a chance to win the Norris again. That's a joke. He, he, and he's having a better season th- than he had when he won the Norris. And I think there's one defenseman. And I, part of the part of the reason, part of the answer to that question, my own question, is that, you know, the, the all-star weekend is broken up by team. You know, rosters are broken up by division, which really, really limits your chances. Um and, and, and congratulations to UC Saros for making it certainly deserving for his his first All-Star nod. But I, I was a little surprised that Roman didn't make it. I think Cal McCarr from uh, Colorado was the only defenseman in the Central Division to make it. Um, I, I'm sure Roman will take the time off and he'll be fine with it. But, um, you know, but par, par, part of the reason I wanted to, to talk about Roman Gentry is, is he's on the verge or has already uh, of breaking a lot of franchise records. And I realize this franchise isn't that old, but he is um, putting up numbers that are just absolutely ridiculous. Recently became the all-time leader in in assists. He will pass David Laguan for the all-time leader in shots. I mean, he's going to be the all-time leader in games played by the time it's all said and done. He's going to he's going to have a lot of categories where his name is at the top. And, you know, it's easy, like I say, it's easy to take him for granted when you watch him all the time. But I want to talk about just how good this guy really is. And, you know, first of all, let's, let's start with, you know, What's what's impressive to me is is you know the, the points and, and you know the offense and all that stuff, but you know how he to to be a franchise's all time leader in sh- just shots on goal as a defenseman either says that you haven't had a lot of awesome forwards in your in your franchise history, which again this franchise isn't that old, but it does say a lot when when you have a defenseman leading in that category and in assists. The offense often runs through him. And I think that's 
what what is special when you watch him and how he sees the ice and how he distributes uh you know we're, we're recording this on on wednesday and they they played seattle and won the game last night and it was something as simple as just a no look pass to get across the blue line and it, it was a but he freed a teammate up doing it and it's one of those things he does countless times a night where he makes a decision that another guy wouldn't make because he sees it differently. And to be a defenseman who's able to do that and you run the play through him is 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 pretty unique. And and I, I think I agree with you that we don't often um talk about how how great this guy is. I think by by this point the 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 Preds can kind of take that for granted. And and a lot of what we've heard this year is is understandably had to do with the fact that Duchesne and Forsberg and Johansson have, have stepped up and and uh, and that's really helped matters. But Roman Yossi has has been awfully good, even you know. And, and I would say he had re- he regressed slightly last year and is certainly back at the form when he did win the Norris. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> he did he did have a an off year by his standards last year, but um, you know this year he's he already has more more goals and assists through six or five or six fewer games this season than he had all of last season. You know, he's on pace to, you know, to, to set all these franchise records and set all these personal records. And, you know, in, in watching him play, you brought up an interesting point that he, he he's one of those guys, you know, you can look at the analytics and you can look at the metrics and you can look at all the stats. But really the, 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 the eye test for me works with him because when you watch him, he's, He's he sees things that no, not very many other players see, and he sees things you know two or three steps ahead that a lot of other players don't see. And he and and, and he's not the greatest defensive defenseman in the world, but he's not he's not awful. He's not a, you know he's not a forward playing defense. I mean, he does have defensive ability. I mean, if you watch him around the net and you watch him, you know, in the defensive zone. You know, he, he, he's not making stupid plays. It's not like, you know, he, he's not, you know, like Allen Iverson, you know, like who, you know, it's just, he's not that, he's not one dimensional is what I'm saying. And it's, and it's just interesting to watch, you know, he's a guy, he's one of the few players who I watch when he doesn't have the puck, because it's interesting to see what he's doing. And usually if you watch him when he doesn't have the puck, it will lead you to the puck one way or the other, either side of the ice. And that, that tells you that that is a pretty special player. And I think people know that. I just wonder if people really understand how good this guy is. I mean, he's going to be by far the best player in franchise history when all is said and done. And that's no disrespect to anybody else. That's just a fact. And we know he's more than likely going to be here for the rest of his career. So he's going to, his name will, will be atop all those records. And I, you know, I just, I, I try to every once in a while, you know, Quarantine and COVID and everything has kind of forced us to stop and, t- and look around us a little bit more. And, and you know, watching on TV also gives you a different perspective, which we, you know, Gentry, we didn't do a lot of during normal times. And, there, you know, it's, it's allowed me the chance to really watch different facets of his game in different ways. And it's, it's plain and simple. It's just fun to watch. I also think from the standpoint of, I mean, I mean not only if we're talking about, you know, how much he means to this team, and we could do this for a while, but not just on the ice. But I mean, he's been the captain now for a while, and and I think, and, and he's faced a lot of he's faced at times, Gentry, believe it or not, and and this may predate you, but 
there are a lot of people or, or a vocal minority, but it's been called to my attention several times that, you know, he's not captain material because he, you know, he doesn't throw things across the locker room and, and, and get in guys' faces, which I don't think for a second that he doesn't do those things. I just think he, that's not his, his, his you know, his, in his DNA all the time. So there actually have been people who have questioned, you know, whether he should be the captain or not, which is absurd to me. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Well, yeah, you and I have had that conversation before, and and I, I, I don't think I've ever gone far enough along to that extreme in saying that that he shouldn't be. But I, I've wondered it because he is. He's very Swiss, you know, or very very stoic, very Roger Federer esque, you know. And I, you you do wonder how he could be kind of an emotional leader when he's just a very even keeled guy. But I, I agree with you. I, I think there's a lot that, that we don't see that we haven't seen. And, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, there, there was a game a couple of years ago and I know it was a couple of years ago because it was back when we were still allowed in the locker room after the games to talk to the players where, you know, Yossi doesn't get in fights. You don't hardly ever see that. And there was one game where the momentum was kind of against the Preds and something happened and he got in one. It wasn't like a like a you know, nobody got bloodied and it was it wasn't like like a knockdown drag out or anything, but he did get in a little bit of a skirmish to kind of get his guys going. And I, I asked him about that after the game, you know, was that deliberate with the moment of the game and to try to get it going? And he pretty much said, Yeah, it was. And that's the kind of thing that I think he would think about that a lot of other players wouldn't that makes him an effective captain. Whereas we think a captain needs, like you said, throw things across the locker room. I think that's the kind of thing that I think manifests itself a little more often. And there, and, he, and if you watch him, I mean, he, he doesn't play with the anger of a Matthias Eckholm um, or a Tanner Janot or that, you know, but he, he's look, the guy's physical. Um, you know, I, I, he's just because he doesn't get him into fights, you know, or isn't dropping the gloves all the time. I mean, he, I, I think, that, but I think there's a, and, and you're right. I, I remember that night because, and actually, he, I think he, he, he didn't get the, he didn't get the good end of that uh, fight. He, he was wearing a couple of cuts on his face that night. I remember because I remember giving him crap for it, and he, he kind of appreciated it. And you know, it, and getting, the, you know, getting a little bit of a chuckle out of him. But you, but you're right. I remember him saying, you know, this isn't what I do all the time, but you know, the situation called for it, so I did it. And I, I remember a couple of years ago, it was probably that same season when I was going around the locker room asking guys, um, you know, to, does this guy ever get mad? Because like we've seen, we've actually seen Pekka get mad and whip a stick across the ice, and you know, and and whatnot. But it, it it's not in his personality. He's he's a lead by example guy. And I think here's the other thing about it: the the, the leadership on that team complements one another pretty well Romans you know the lead by example guy Matias is too but Matias he has the he has that mad streak through him you know through him that you could see on the ice where he, he you know he gets a little more physical and, and, and a little more intimidating and you know then you, you got some other guys who who are in those, those leadership roles they're are, are doing different components so I, I think he's not a one-size-fits-all but I think the, the biggest thing among anything is that makes him a good captain is that he has res- the respect of every, not only everybody in that room, but just about everybody in the league. I mean, you know, you, you, you go to any team and, and there are very, I guarantee you doesn't have very many enemies. Yeah. What stands out to me um, also, I remember last year, you know, 
everything we talk about from a media standpoint, everything is on Zoom. And the Predators were so bad for the first half of last season. One loss after another. And we never saw, it seemed like we never saw Roman when they won. But we always saw him when they lost. He was always the guy who they pulled in there as a player when you know that nobody on the team wanted to go deal with the media after another loss like that. And he would always be willing to come do that. Now, you know, he would he would say a lot of the same things, but I always thought it was very stand up of him to be the guy willing to do that. Well, I mean, and part of that's part of his responsibility, but you're right. I, I always, in the rare occasion that we did see him after a win, I, I would always, you know, it's just my personality. I, I do, you know, I do miss the face-to-face interaction because you get, and it's, you know, I, I, I kind of gave him some crap about that. You know, like, hey, it's finally nice to see you after a win, you know. Like, it's nice of them to let you talk after after you guys win. I was, we were on a Zoom the other night, speaking of the of the Zoom stuff, Um you know, and, I, and I'd asked him a question about, you know, he, he passed he passed David Leguan for the, you know, the assist lead. And I asked him, I said, do you know who the first, who your first career assist came to, what, what, you know, was a pass to? And he's thinking about it and thinking about it. And I got muted, of course. And I, I was a leading question because it, it was Leguan, of course. And, you know, Roman's looking at me like, hey, do you know the answer? And I, I couldn't I couldn't answer him back. I and mean, you couldn't have the, can't have those exchanges back and forth. And, and, you know, I, I do miss that. I mean, he's, he, he, you know, you brought up before, he's kind of a, a, you know, doesn't say a lot guy. He talks to us all the time and, and, you know, we don't really know a lot about him, but, you know, he does have a personality and, and, you know, I I miss seeing those kinds of things with, not just with, with him, but with, with all those guys. But anyways, that's a different tangent. Um, But yeah, he's, he's just a guy who, you know, I think it's easy to, you know, take for granted and i asked john uh, heinz an interesting i thought it was an interesting question about you know because you're coaching this guy right and he's so good i mean what do you do to coach him right and how do you not just stand back and watch him you know and and be in awe and i asked i asked john you ever just step out of the coach's shoes for a minute and just appreciate what you what you have on your team and he said yeah you know of course you can't do it all the time but he you know he's he just he said the same thing that i said you know it's he does things that a lot of other guys just don't do. And it's not things that you can teach. It's not something that John Hines can take him aside and go, well, you need to do this, this, and this. And then Roman goes out there and does it. And all of a sudden he's a better player. It's, you know, and, and he's, and I believe he's coachable too, but just that when you have that much natural talent, it's almost disgusting. No. And, and I think he, um, you know, Roman's 31 years old. Uh, he's obviously on a long-term deal. He's going to finish his career uh, with the predators and, um, I feel like he, this is going to turn into, I, uh, there's, there's no question the best player in, in franchise history. And it's, it's going to turn into a situation as it goes on and on here that you'd, you'd like to, you'd like to win for a lot of reasons and you'd like, but I would say for, he, he could end up being paired a little bit with David Poyle. And from the standpoint of, we'd like to really get those guys a title and, and a cup before and and the way the years are kind of gonna gonna play out that's a that you're gonna have the the gm who's built all this and their only gm probably exiting about the same time that the best player in franchise history is just just kind of throwing that out there yeah and, and i think it's kind of along the same lines of what a lot of people had hoped for 
for Pekka. And I mean, look, I mean, we're you know we're journalists. We root we root for the for the story. I you know I don't. It doesn't. I don't sleep any better or worse if the Predators win or lose. It, it, but you know there are times when you you know there are guys like Pekka. You you know you wish that you know a guy like him because you because you. You know, we're not best friends with the guy, but and Roman's kind of in the same category where you just hope for the best for, for player for guys like that. You know, just forget the players, but just people like that. You just you 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 know they you hope to see them succeed at the highest level. You know, at, and and win the ultimate prize. And um, you know, I think a lot of people felt that way about Pekka, and and they had their chance a few years ago, and that didn't happen. And who knows, you know, with, with the way this team's going, I'm, I'm not predicting any Stanley Cups anytime soon, but if they do win a Stanley Cup anytime soon, I can tell you what, Roman Yossi will have a lot to do with that. Well, I'd like to say, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. The guy's not an all-star this year. I mean, when you look at the numbers, he's on pace to have his best, the best year of his career, at least from a standpoint of statistically the production, certainly better than when he won the Norris. And as right now, He's, he's on pace to, to put up some pretty ridiculous numbers based off what he's been used to. And you know what? He's not the only one on the team. There's like four or five guys on the team that are on pace to do that right now. And he's one of them, too. And um, I think though, I think there, if you take, I mean, aside, you know, you see Saros aside. I mean, you, you need a goalie. Um, but you take Roman Yossi off this team um, or he's out for any length of time. They're a whole different team, and and you can't say that. I mean, Forsberg has been out. You know, Forsberg can't argue one of their best players. He's missed long stretches of time, and and the Predators haven't been haven't struggled too badly without him. They've done it without Duchesne. They've been without Johansson. They've been without all these guys for you know for for some for extended periods of time. And and you know the identity that's been built, they've been able to sustain that. I, they couldn't sustain not having Roman Yossi long term and and i think a big reason why is because not only is he so good but he because he's so good he makes other guys around him so much better you can put anybody really with him and he's going he opens up he opens up the ice so much for his, you know for his defensive you know his pair his partner that you know that he allows them to their game to really stretch out to its potential too and that and that's something that i think is often overlooked you know, uh, there are a lot of guys who who are really, really good, but they don't make anybody else around them better. Roman's not only really good, but he makes <laughs> a lot of other players around him better. So th- that's kind of, the, you know, that's what define that's what is the difference for me between, you know, somebody who's really good and somebody who's really, really great. And Roman falls into the latter category. And it's, you know, like I said, it was going to be a Roman appreciation podcast. It, it has been. I'll say too that from the standpoint of how well they're playing this year, if things had had really gone south this year and you you have to start the whole rebuild, they would have never let Roman Yossi go. But Roman would have been the last guy in the room in a lot of ways. It, that it really could have worked out that way, and him and Yossi could century with, I mean, with the last place team, and you know they don't want that. No, no, they, I mean, he's, but I, I think he's going to be one of those guys who's going to spend his entire career with one team and, and you know, that's the way it's going to go. I mean, I, I could be wrong. A lot of things could happen, but I just can't imagine he wants to leave. They don't want him to leave. He's, you know, right. You know, he, he came in, him and Pekka overlapped for quite a while and, and, you know, now it's Roman's turn and, and, uh, and, uh, I, I, 
I look forward to watching him play, you know, and for, for however many more years he's around, but yeah, you, you just, yeah, not being an all-star just is a head scratcher. I mean, there are several divisions that only have one defenseman and, 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 a, and a few of them have two, a few of them have three. I, I, I think he could have probably found room on that roster for him. It's kind of a Nashville thing though, man. The, the Titans only had one pro bowler, whereas they won the division over the Colts who had seven. Then you had Nashville SC. They had Hani Mukhtar ended up number two in the MVP voting. He was not an all-star at midseason. It's, it is. It does kind of make you wonder about the visibility of a smaller market team. Yeah, and and what it means to be an all-star. I mean, and that's not to take away from UC, but like, you know, the NHL all-star game now, it's so hard to make it be, just because of the format. So, I mean, there are going to be guys who are left off every year. But, I mean, you know, you're right. It's embarrassing for a guy who finishes runner-up in MVP voting to not be an all-star. I mean, where do we – what was missed along the lines? I mean, you're talking about Roman Yossi, who's, you know, legitimately could win his second Norris Trophy, and he's not an all-star? I mean, he's not one of the best players in the in, in the league, <laughs> you know, to, to, at least according to what the, whatever these standards are for an all-star game? I, you know, and it's just an exhibition. It doesn't mean anything. It's just a, a – who, who did make it for the Predators? Who did they get in? Well, Saros. Saros has made his first one. Right. Is that it, though? Nobody else did? Nobody else. And, and Roman was, you know, on the last man in voting thing, and he didn't win. Um, so, you know, which I think is kind of a cheap publicity stunt thing anyways. I mean, just put just put the best players in if they want to. You know, these guys want to play in this game, so let them play. <laughs> anyway, um, I think uh, – I think that might do it for this edition of Catfish Corner, Gentry. It was it was fun talking some Roman. Um, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, you can, we would ask you to follow us on you know on your on your latest uh, on your whatever podcast app. You know what to do. Find us on find us and subscribe and leave a leave a review, good or bad or indifferent. We appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks. Mm-hmm.